Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Thanks so much for being with me again. Today, we're going to learn a secret, and we're going to learn what happens in the secret place, and we're going to learn about a secret power that we have available. If that sounds mystical to you, uh, it's because it probably is. All right. I want to give uh, credit to my friend Don Keithley up front. Some of the ideas that I got for this message came from him, and I get stuff from Don Keithley and Steve McVeigh and Malcolm Smith and all sorts of other people. Sometimes I'm not even sure where I get them or whether it's something I've heard directly from the Lord. So at least I, I know I've got some things today from Don, and I want to give him credit. You know, we've been learning and experiencing some things that have helped us tremendously and made a wonderful difference in our lives. Sometimes we need a refresher course ourselves, and sometimes people ask us to show them how to change, how to overcome something, and we want to tell them, but sometimes we struggle with words. Sometimes we use Christian phrases like EOJ, eyes on Jesus, or FOG, focus on God. Well, those the meaning of those phrases is exactly right, but if somebody asked me this week, what does that exactly mean, eyes on Jesus? What does that mean? What do you do? How does that work? Well, it works by Zoom, Z-O-O-M. Actually, Zoom, Zoom. Actually, Zoom, Zoom, power. Now, I'm really referring to a, a Hebrew word here that some people pronounce Zoom, Zoom. It's spelled T-Z-I-M, T-Z-U-M. More likely, it's pronounced Tim Zoom, but that's not as cool, in my opinion. Some people pronounce it Zoom Zoom. So however it's spelled, I'm talking about the concept Zoom Zoom. And what the concept is, it's creating space where dialogue can happen without bashing anybody. The Zoom Zoom Hebrew concept is that God began the process of creation by contracting his infinite light in order to allow for a conceptual space in which finite and seemingly independent realms could exist. Zoom Zoom gives rise to divine presence, at least what's apparent to our five senses, within the resultant creation. Now, what exactly does that mean? The Hebrews, the ancient Hebrews, called this the secret place, the secret place where God, the unseen, and mankind, the seen, exist together. The secret place, and one of the results from spending time in the secret place is secret power, or zoom-zoom power. 
Now, I've experienced this for several years now, but I learned some more about the actual Hebrew understanding of this concept from Bill Thrasher. He's a friend of mine, an author. I've uh, had him on my podcast. He and Mike Zinker and Richard Murray, all friends of mine, were doing this podcast interview together. And it's fascin- it was fascinating to hear them talk about it. I-, I don't need to study it or go into all the Hebrew stuff and history and everything, because I know from experience, the concept is true. So let's look at some scripture verses that talk about this. Proverbs 25, 14 says, there is a private secret place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh. Here they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Don Keithley has been talking about this secret place And he explains the meaning of the Hebrew word here that we translate as secret. It's sode, S-O-D-E. It means secret counsel, familiar converse, as in family, intimacy with God, counsel, assembly, circle of familiar friends, assembly, company. Sode also means safe. It's a secret place and a safe place of intimacy and family counsel where nobody's going to get bashed. Let's say, for an example, it's your nuclear family. Mom, dad, a couple of kids, maybe grandparents. And you have a family meeting to talk about possibly relocating, moving to another city for new jobs for the parents. Now, the family meeting is in a secret place around the dining room table or in the living room or whatever, you wouldn't invite the neighbors in to talk about that or your co-workers or your kids' soccer parents. No, it's a safe place, a family place. Everybody can talk and share their concerns, their excitement, their questions, their fears. And in doing that, you're not in danger of being kicked out of the family. That is, of course, if the family's functioning properly. There's no ridicule, there's no condemning, there's no shame, there's no criticism. There's this familial conversation in a safe place. The word converse means to engage in conversation, to talk informally with another or other people, to exchange views and opinions by talking. Look at what King Solomon wrote in Proverbs 3.32. Every tender lover finds friendship with God and will hear his intimate secrets. There is this divine place, this secret place, this zoom zoom place reserved for those who love God and are devoted to experiencing God's presence, where we sit near them and experience their friendship, and we are each their best friend. Not just that they are our best friends, but we are their best friend, the four of us. Now, get this now. When you sit in that secret place, you receive revelation from the three of them, the Trinity, about God's intimate secrets. And we hear their promises to us personally, not just promises that we read in Scripture, but their personal promises to us personally. It's in this secret place, this personal place with Papa and Jesus and Grace and us, the four of us, best friends, where we learn the very secrets of God. And we receive the very same power that Jesus had when he was here on earth as a human being. This is the secret place. 
This is where we get the secret source of divine power to live out the Christ-like, to experience the practical application of life, Christ living in us, through us, and as us. I've got this very special place. It's on a gazebo that has a fire pit in it. It's in Wyoming. And there's a beautiful home there, a lodge-type home. And there's a stream running all around this gazebo. It's on a little island with a stream running around it. And you can see the Teton Mountains there. It's actually in a forest. That's where the house is, in a really neat gated community-type place. Family members own it, and we get to go there. And I, the last uh, summer, I videoed early in the morning out there, got all the sounds of it, got the video all the way around. And I just spoke some of the things that Papa and Jesus and the Holy Spirit were saying to me. It's about a four-minute video. And I replay that sometimes, and I picture it in my mind that that's what my secret place is. That's where I go and get the counsel from God in my mind. We're going to explore some practical applications of Zoom Zoom power from the secret place to live the abundant life. It's one thing to have head knowledge about something. That's what you get from religion. You learn some things about God, and unfortunately, most of the things we learn are not true. And because it was all based on a faulty concept of God, ourselves, and other people. And now we're in the process of deconstructing those lies and false beliefs and reconstructing or replacing our former knowledge with current wisdom. Wisdom is the practical application of what we know, and you need divine power to live out that wisdom. We've studied and learned in the last few weeks that Psalms 22, 23, and 24 were like bedtime prayers that every Jewish family, parents and grandparents, taught their children. By rote, they didn't have scriptures at all. Most of them couldn't read or write, but they taught those. King David actually wrote those when we believe when he was hiding in a cave, afraid for his life. Well, today we're going to move on to Psalm 25 and to a few other passages we'll look at briefly. Here's Psalm 25 from the Passion Translation. Not all of it, but selected verses. Always I will lift up my soul into your presence, Yahweh. Be there for me, my God. For I keep trusting in you. Don't allow my foes to gloat over me or the shame of defeat to overtake me. And I've come to learn that those foes, our enemies, are in our mind, their thoughts. Verse 3, could anyone be disgraced when he has entwined his heart with yours, Yahweh? The Hebrew word most commonly translated as weight, as in weight upon the Lord, is kavah, Q-A-V-A-H, which also means to tie together by twisting or to entwine or to wrap tightly. And that's a beautiful concept of not only waiting upon God, but not passionately, but entwining our hearts with him and his purposes. Now, when this psalm was written by David, he talked about our entwining ourselves with God. Well, we know now from the New Covenant, the New Testament from the Apostle Paul, that it's God that does the entwining, not us. 1 Corinthians six seventeen, Paul says, it's in our union with him where we are one spirit with the Lord. Sometimes, many times, that's translated, he who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. It's a terrible translation. We don't have the power to join ourselves to God. Only God has that power. 
and he has already joined himself to us. Back to Psalm 25, verse 4. David says, direct me, Yahweh, throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that are pleasing to you. Escort me into your truth. Take me by the hand and teach or reveal your truth to me, for you are the God of my salvation. I have wrapped my heart into yours all day long. He's talking about constantly experiencing zoom, zoom time and power. Verses six and seven. Lord, forgive my failures as a young man and overlook the sins of my immaturity. Give me grace, Yahweh. Always look at me through your eyes of love, your forgiving eyes of mercy and compassion. When you think of me, see me as one you love and care for. And of course, God does that with us. Verse 8, how good you are to me. When people turn to you, Yahweh, they discover how easy you are to please. You are so faithful and true. Did you know it's easy to please God? Were you ever taught that by religion? <laughs> no, I was taught it was impossible. It's easy. Jesus said, my burden's easy. My yoke is light. David says, Lord, joyfully you teach people in the proper path. Now, I wanna, I'm want i going to focus on that a little bit later on, because when you get that, it, it, this will totally change your relationship with God. He says, God, joyfully you teach people joyfully he teaches us. Verse 9, keep showing the humble your path and lead them into the best decision. Bring revelation light that trains them in the truth. Loving are all the ways of Yahweh, loving and faithful for those who keep his covenant. And actually, he's the one who keeps the covenant. Verse 11, for the honor of your name, Yahweh, never count my many sins, forgive them all, lift their burden off my Life. The Hebrew word there for forgive or pardon means to lift off a burden. Verse 12, who are they that live in holy awe of Yahweh? You will show them the right path to take, and I've added, in the secret place. Prosperity and favor will be their portion, and their descendants will inherit the earth. Now, I want you to get this. There is this private place. This is verse 14 of Psalm 25. David writes, there is a secret place private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Did you hear that? It's the Passion Translation. There is a secret private place reserved for you where you sit near the Trinity in the presence of them and receive revelation secrets of their promises. All right, God has created this secret place, this Zoom Zoom place of intimacy for us. Now, in the Old Testament, they thought where God was was a physical place, the Holy of Holies in the center of the temple. Paul showed us later on in the New Testament that actually we are the temple of God. That Holy of Holies is in us. That's where the Trinity lives. All right, I've given you all before this wonderful picture of the Trinity, an icon in an Eastern Orthodox church in, in Russia, a picture of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit sitting at a table with a place on the table where a mirror could be attached so that you can see yourself sitting with the three of them. 
the four of you. And, you know, I used the timestamp. You can see it over my shoulder here on the Pure Light Walker thing, 1111, to remind me of one plus one plus one plus one equals four, where I see myself sitting with the Trinity in the secret place. Now, I want you to see what Jesus' half-brother James said about being in this secret place. James 1, 2 to 8. I, I won't give all of this. He said, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. See it as an experience of the greatest joy you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, and God didn't do the testing, he tells us a little later, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And he says, if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you or to bash you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. See that? He's saying the same thing that the Old Testament writer said. When you go into the secret place and you ask God for wisdom, your counselors, your counsel of four people, you will joyously experience them giving you wisdom. It's a joy to be in their presence. Check this out, Proverbs 15, 22. Your plans will fall apart right in front of you if you fail to get a good advice. But if you first seek out multiple counselors, and we know now that's the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you'll watch your plan succeed. When Solomon wrote that, he didn't have a concept of the Trinity as our counselors, but Jesus did, of course, and he revealed that to Paul. The night before Jesus died in John 16, 7, Jesus says, here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager, the counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, the spirit, will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. Now, of course, we know that the Trinity is never separated. So Jesus, Papa, and Grace are all three with us and in us continually. Our team of multiple counselors is always meeting with us in the Zoom Zoom place, the Zoom Zoom room. Now, I want to look at just take one practical application, although this applies for everything today, and we'll do more in, in in days to come. But let's say you're struggling with anger. Not that any of us ever would. Not that I ever would, of course. Can you see my tongue in my cheek there? Let's say you're struggling with anger. Let's say there's a particular situation, maybe a recurring situation or circumstance that you know you're likely to be tempted to get angry in. You need wisdom. So like James said, you get with your team of counselors, the four of you who are always there, and you have a meeting in the Zoom Zoom place. And you tell them, which of course they already know, that's a good thing for counselors, isn't it? You tell them what your struggle is, and you ask them for wisdom. You ask the counselors to give you counsel. What can you expect to experience? Well, first, as James said in James 1.5, they won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but they will overwhelm your failures with their generous grace. 
and you will experience the greatest joy that you can imagine. Isn't that wonderful to know? Now, unfortunately, many of us have believed the lie that God's so angry with us, he can't stand to be in our presence. And he's always keeping a list of our wrongs and ready to pour out his wrath on us. Well, nothing could be further than the truth. Who would even want to go into God's presence thinking that God can't stand your presence? Not at all. No, I'm going to tell you what you can expect. I know this from experience, but I'm going to give you scripture that, that confirms this. You know that God is spirit. The spirit of God is in you. Papa, Jesus, and grace. There aren't human beings. Jesus isn't in you. But the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, are all in you in spirit form. What is the essence of who they are? Look at Galatians 5.22, Passion Translation. Here's what it says. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. And grace is the continual manifestation of love. The first manifestation is joy that overflows. Joy and grace have the same Greek wording, same basic meaning. Now, here's the revelation. Thank you for being with me for 22 minutes. Here's the revelation I've been waiting to give you. This is worth your time this morning. This is worth your wait. Here's where you're going to get your money's worth for this free broadcast. The fruit of the Spirit. The varied expression of God's divine love is not talking about us. It's not something that we're supposed to work up or strive for or grow into or produce or manifest on our own. The fruit of the Spirit is who God is. The fruit of the Spirit is what God is like. The fruit of the Spirit is what we find and experience when we are in God's presence. It's who God is. When we call a Zoom Zoom meeting, which they're always there, ready for us to participate in, when we create space, what Zoom Zoom means, to meet with our council, the four of us, we need never worry or fear or be afraid because right off the bat and the whole time, we're going to be in the presence of and experience divine, unconditional love and grace and joy. And we are the target. We are the recipient of that love and grace and joy. It's a wondrous, joyous environment, exceeding abundant joy. That's what it's like to be in God's presence. That's when we go to God in the secret place for our counsel to get wisdom and help and advice from God. It's a joyous environment. It's fun. Those of you who've watched or read The Shack, think of Mac, the main character, going into the shack and meeting Papa and Jesus and Sarayu for the first time. They are loving and embracing and laughing and welcoming. There's no judging. There's no shaming. There's no anger. There's no fear. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's nothing from them. Now, Mac brings his own anger and fear and disgust into it, but they change his understanding of them over the period of time in that book. And he ends up seeing that they are abounding joy, unconditional love, pure grace all the time. All right, here are the other things in Galatians 5. Here's who God is. 
Here's what they are like. In addition to all the aspects of, of love, they are joy. They are peace that calms you down. They are patience that endures. No matter how many times you come to them with the same problem, they're patient. They are kindness or sweetness in action. That's what God is like. That's what it's like in God's presence. Peace, patience, joy, kindness, sweetness. Goes on to say, a life full of goodness, faith that prevails, which is the faith of Christ in you, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. And in the last couple of minutes, we're going to focus on that strength of spirit. And Paul concludes that with saying, these qualities are limitless. See, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's joy, there's fun. Most other translations render that phrase that the passion says, strength of spirit, as self-control. I memorized it first time. The ninth fruit of the spirit is self-control. That is a terrible translation. Brian Simmons explains that in the Passion Footnotes. He says the word self is not found in the Greek or Aramaic in this verse. Even though most translations render it as self-control, he said the word indicates spirit strength, not self-control. Holy Spirit strength or Holy Spirit power. The same power that created everything. The same power that sustains everything. The same power that raised Jesus and everyone from the dead. That's what we experience when we go into the Zoom Zoom place, the holy place, the council of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in us that's full of joy and love and everything else. We experience Holy Spirit power in ourselves. Jesus, as a human, was filled with the Holy Spirit and lived by Holy Spirit power. And he was an example as us, not for us. As Jesus is in this world, so are we. We have the same strength of spirit, the same Holy Spirit power that Jesus had as a human being. We have the power in us to live the same life that Jesus did. We died with him at the cross, and our life is hidden with God in Christ. Christ is our life. That's the power I've been leading up to today in this wonderful secret Zoom Zoom place. This is Zoom Zoom power. Colossians 3, 1 to 5, Paul says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Talking to you. That's why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power honor and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distortions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tide of this life and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself, who is our life, is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in glory. So when you need wisdom, when you need strength, when you need power with anything in your life, let's say with a problem of anger, call a Zoom Zoom meeting. Enter the meeting expecting to be in the presence of your best friends who are full of joy, full of love, and everything good, who focus on you 
in a wonderful way, a good way, and expect to because they will give you wisdom, specific wisdom just for you, not a Bible verse, not scripture, but a specific piece of wisdom just for you, and they will give you Holy Spirit power, zoom, zoom power, to practically carry out their wisdom as Christ lives as you in the spirit and strength of the Holy Spirit. Remember Second Peter 1, 2. Peter says, may grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of, intimate knowledge of, God and Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, now this is for you. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. All this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature. Partnership with the divine nature, your best friends, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your Zoom, Zoom counsel in your secret place where you get Zoom, Zoom wisdom and Zoom, Zoom power. Folks, I just preached myself happy. I mean, that, <laughs> this, this is so good. You've heard me talk before about how every day we find out something better about God. This just blows my mind. I hope it does yours too. Hey, send me comments about this. Let me know your take on it. And I look forward to seeing you all again next time. Paul Gray saying, thanks for being with me. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.